Hi, this is Mark Weber, The Honcho, Lazy Bastard Customizer, Sun Devil, Lava Bear, and official third wheel from What's on Joe Mind. Before you enjoy this first-rate episode of Virtual JoeCon 2020, please consider putting the fun in fundraiser and help us contribute to World Central Kitchen, a nonprofit organization that provides meals to first responders and people affected by the COVID-19 situation. Go to donate.wck.org slash what's on Joe Mind and donate if you can. Every little bit helps, and every bit of your pledge goes directly to the World Central Kitchen. Now, use your incredible chest articulation to sit back, relax, crack open a box of wine, and enjoy this presentation from the sure-to-be-award-winning Virtual JoeCon from your friends at What's on Joe Mine. Meanwhile, in the newly remodeled What's on Joe Mine canteen... I gave Wes a little shot on Facebook today. He was showing off his girlfriend haircut. Oh, uh, yeah? Did you see that? <laughs> Got Other guys were complaining, and he put up a picture of himself looking very trim, and he said, man, I had my girlfriend do my cut. And I said, yeah, what does your fiancé think about that? <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the What's on Joe Mind Virtual Con. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. Uh, with me tonight, the honcho, Mark Weber. That's right. And he's got second billing tonight because after the honcho, Mark Weber, things get confusing because everybody's named Joe. <laughs> Here on our Festival of Joes, it's the Joe on Joe on Joe on What's on Joe Mind panel here at Virtual Con 2020. Of course, our entrant in this race, Joe Colton. Hello, everybody. And that's all you have to react to that, Mad? That's just normal? You're going to be the calm yeah. in the storm? Okay. It's a Thursday, man. It's a uh, Thursday. I've got alcohol, and it's Thursday. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. She's on probably, at this point in the evening, probably bag of wine number three. So I imagine she's all right. The box is, that, is actually done. Thank you very much. Don't judge me. Is that somehow different from Monday to Wednesday? <laughs> yes, I only have one to two glasses. Oh, okay. Glasses in quotes. Glasses. <laughs> also, long pour. Long pour. <laughs> right. I'm the yeah. The size of the glasses. Uh, TBD. Yeah. Been to your house. Seen your wine glasses. You got it. I feel judged. Uh, well. We're not saying you have a problem, but maybe as some... long as there's another box in the garage, there's no problem. That's fair. <laughs> fair and true. Also joining us tonight from the Joe on Joe podcast. You may have just heard me on his show. Joining us is Joe Slepsky. Hey, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's so many surrounded by so many Joes. Joe, on behalf of the entire staff here at What's on Joe Mine, we're sorry. I know, I know. And Joe Colton, uh, quite frankly, those are just quarantine provisions. Don't let these guys break your balls about it. I mean, there's oh, no... Oh, I don't. I don't. This is every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, well, every week's a quarantine, so... Right. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One box per quarantine day. With, with Joe Colton, it's either a pandemic or it's, uh, you know, a judge from the county seat just ordering her to stay home. So it's really, there's no difference. <laughs> or it's Joe Con, whatever. Sure. 
Excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no worries, Joe. No worries. Also joining us tonight from the File Card Podcast, Joe Holp is with us. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here, and I'm ready for a good evening. You are the, the last Joe, but certainly not the least Joe. That... Don't they have to fight at the end so we can find out? Yes. I'm all about establishing that hierarchy. Three Joes enter, one Joe leaves. That's what I'm talking about. That yeah. Is it. It's the Joe on Joe on Joe triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Who runs Bada Town? <laughs> Apparently Joe. Joe does. That's safe, Ken. <laughs> yeah, don't know. Don't know. Can't be more specific. <laughs> Odds are it's Joe. <laughs> right? Vegas says Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a long and storied tradition on what's on Joe mind. We're, we just passed our ninth anniversary of the program. And all through those, those nine years, we have done our best to throw the antenna up for other folks that our listeners would also enjoy listening to other podcasts, other shows. And so we, we knew we needed to do a panel like this for our virtual con event. And we figured we needed to extend those invites to folks that hadn't been on our program before. Because Lord knows, eight, nine years ago, nobody else was doing G.I. Joe podcasts. At the very least, nobody else was doing only G.I. Joe podcasts. Maybe they covered G.I. Joe as part of other stuff. But now you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a G.I. Joe podcast. So there's lots of, <laughs> lots of good news to spread. Joe Slapsky, we will start with you. Yeah. Because you got to bail out on us first. Sure. <laughs> As I completely the first, ruin the illusion. I'll be the first, yeah, you've ruined the illusion for the uh, for the at-home listener. That's right. They don't deserve illusion. They We're going to throw some reality at them. It's real to me, damn it. So <laughs> tell us about the Joe on Joe podcast. Give us the iTunes synopsis of your program. The Joe on Joe podcast is a episode-by-episode episode look at G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, the cartoon. And I watch it with a guest. We talk a little bit about that guest for a few minutes, kind of figure out where they're at. They, most of my guests typically actually don't have a real connection to G.I. Joe. They're just people I know out here in L.A. or friends of mine from around the world, and they're interesting people, and I think you'd like to hear from them. And then we watch an episode of G.I. Joe together straight through. It's a watch-along podcast. So the idea is you hit play when I hit play, and you hear us watch it with you in the, from the comfort of your living room. And that's it. Joe on Joe. We've done all the episodes for Real American Hero, Sunbow. We've done all the DIC stuff, and just recently we started doing Extreme! Extreme! And also, Joe and Joe is the home of Cold Slither behind the music. Behind the rock, rather. Behind the rock. <laughs> but don't get us sued, Joe Slither. Yes. Don't, don't Cold, get us yeah. sued. It, Joe, Joe and Joe is the home of Cold Slither behind the rock. So if you heard that, that's that, that came from my mouth. Yeah, if you really, if you're going to listen to one episode of the Joe on Joe podcast, I would say start with that one, because it's awesome. Yeah a behind the music style documentary style yep of the cold slither meteoric rise and hasty descent Oof, they fell so far so quick tragic really if they weren't tragic terrorists yes <laughs> we, we would think that if they weren't completely evil yeah yeah, yeah. joe hope he's gone to sleep no, I'm I'm here, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be like Joe Colton and just mute your microphone all the time? No. All right. <laughs> what did I, I'm sorry. I, you're going to have to edit this. 
I'm just so nervous and I, and I shouldn't be, or I, maybe I should be, I don't know, but it's very different just sitting around with Mike doing one of these shows or <laughs> me and him banting back and forth. And then knowing I'm, I'm sitting here talking to all you guys it just got me a uh, little, little out of my element. I apologize. Uh, you're good, edit, no, edit nothing. We're live, baby. That's right. <laughs> We're simulcast live into at least 11 homes across the world. Yes. <laughs> Currently being broadcast to the soldiers in the Middle East like a USO show. Actually, we're being broadcast out the back of. I know would enjoy that. Out of the back of bombers trying to scare the enemy into submission. Yes, that's more our thing. Yeah, think of uh, think of apocalypse now like the ride of the Valkyries. It's just this podcast. Yeah. Terrifying, truly terrifying. <laughs> but there's nothing to worry about, man, because it, at some point we were all doing our first crossover spectacular, so. Uh, don't sweat that one bit. We're we're just folks. In in the case of, I guess the longest connection on here is Joe Colton and myself. It's just been six years of trading barbs back and forth. So like that. I think it, I think you're selling Joe short. You and I are just folks, but she's Hella. She's Tinkerbell. She's Wonder Woman. She's I'm a good lord. I have never been Tinkerbell. <laughs> what? I have never been Tinkerbell. Okay, fine. And the pirate uh, fairy. I get okay. a sword. Fair enough. I've been Tinkerbell, though. Mm. There's nice. pictures. Uh, it was a, I just, you know. I, just, I got my Joes crossed. It was a Saturday night, and it was fun. I have no regrets. YOLO. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Joe Colton is seven foot three. She cannot be nice. Tinkerbell. I mean, seven three in heels, granted, but uh, that doesn't work. Taller than William Wallace. That's right. <laughs> Taller than, uh, I can't think. Uh, anyways. I can't. I lost it. I'm gonna have to edit my own joke out because I couldn't finish it. But oh. anyways, Joe, no, no. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> <laughs> and you're it's such a good joke, and then you're listening to the playback, and you're like, "Oh, that's terrible." Yeah, no, I just, I lost. I completely lost my own punchline. <laughs> I still can't remember it. Anyhow, now that I've made enough of a big deal out of it, I'm gonna leave it in. So, but anyways, Joe, nothing to worry about. You're among friends here. We're just here to, to chat and, in Joe Colton's case, drink heavily. Proceed. Okay. I, well, I was waiting. For, I was going to give you a break there to drink heavily. I was. Okay. I'm mute. Good deal. Yeah. We're, we're, was that pause for someone to dispute that? No. Because I, I think we're all pretty much reading the same book here. Sometimes I got to breathe too, guys. I don't talk all the time. Anyways, Joe I Holt. Assume, I assume, I'm sorry, I assumed you muted your mic and kept talking. It, it, fair enough, because I, I do kind of edit it that way, don't I? Wait, no, that would Im, that would imply that my co-hosts actually listen to the show. Anyhow, Joe Holt, tell us all about the File Card Podcast. Well, the File Card Podcast is really just a collection of uh, adventures that me and my brother Mike go on and we tell you about the different shops we go to the figures we pick up and then what those figures mean to us and all the other little things that go along with with collecting G.I. Joe and just our adventure of it we just got back into G.I. Joe late 2018 and I travel a lot for for my job so I listen to podcasts all the time and I couldn't find one just on collecting so I told Mike Hey, we, we need to start a podcast about this. I, I guarantee there's some people out there who want to listen. And uh, 
I don't think in the beginning he was so sure that anybody would listen, but you know, a little over a year now, uh, you know, we got, we got a few listeners out there and it seems like people are enjoying the show. It is a fun show. I do a lot of collecting with my older brother as well. And so it, it is different when there's that kind of a lifelong bond in a hobby. Like it, when I when I get yeah. together with my brother Rob, nobody else really knows what language we're talking because he and I more than like we even have a younger brother and a younger sister, but we're the two who are into all this this type of stuff. You know, we're the ones that do toys and comics and things like that. So it, it's we we might as well be on another planet. So I I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I I couldn't do the show with anybody else. I mean. I have some other friends who collect and whatnot, but to go back and those memories and we just experienced it all together, you know, and GI Joe has always been part of our lives. Even when we weren't collecting we always enjoyed it. We tried to get our kids into it now with, with some success, not, not a lot, but some, and, uh, it, it on trip. Probably would be doing better if the guys that, that their dads meet at Joe Fest don't scare the heck out of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You guys, you guys were great to him. Really, I really appreciate that, Mike. The boys really liked you, and, and Paige, you, you guys really took him under your wing. Just giving him the few minutes of your time meant a lot. Hey, we again, we're just guys. We got nothing else to do. Isn't that the natural reaction when children come to you for for guidance and stories? You tell them crazy stuff, isn't it? Isn't that the rule? <laughs> you make terrible dad jokes. Isn't that the rule? Mark yeah, Weber, you're a dad. It's what we do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's what we do. You got to get them ready, man. That's right. I mean, this, that's the stuff you pass down to the next generation. That's that's the important thing. I do love the concept of a collecting-focused podcast because when Joe is at low tide, you know, collectors are going to collect. And if they don't have new things to spend money on, they're going to backfill. Or, you know, if they're lunatics, they're going to upgrade on what they already have. So it's a great time to be a Joe collector, even when there isn't new stuff coming out. Yeah. And for me and Mike, it's great. And we're excited about the new stuff coming out. But we, did, we didn't have any more of our old, that old stuff. So it's just really us going back and, and finding it. And all those things you forgot about you know, just rediscovering them. It's just, just been an adventure uh, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Excellent. So you're excited for the new stuff because it means less guys will be looking for the old stuff. That's exactly what we're hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit, I, I kind of hope that they turn away from characters I'm interested in in a hurry for a lot of the same reasons insert evil music here so uh, joe slepsky we didn't get a yeah. chance to talk about this much when i was on your show and and we certainly haven't gotten to it here unless i blacked out again six foot three married uh you know okay like long walks on the beach all right okay. we'll file that away yeah but <laughs> your what is your collector focus mike and joe have a podcast about it yeah. What is your um, collector focus on this? Well, for me, collections, if I'm a comic book guy, I've got uh, 40,000 comic books. Um, nice. Yeah, really, really extensive long runs going back to the uh, early 70s, late 60s, full like full runs of stuff. You know, I've got a complete G.I. Joe collection, certainly. And 
when it comes to Joe toys, I had a like sizable collection. And um, when I was uh, maybe 15 years ago, just for space purposes, I unloaded my vehicles and play sets just because I did not have the space for them. But I made sure to keep my loose figures. And so now I've got them, which is probably maybe like 125 of them, maybe 150 of them. They're all put together real nice, replaced O-rings and everything. And I've started going back and filling in a couple holes that I had. But I had a pretty good collection. My parents, my my mom took care of me. Like I had all the 85 sets. I had like 80% on the 84, stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, but I'm 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 primarily a comic book guy when it comes to collection. So you're you're like my brother. You're like Rob. Yeah, he's an encyclopedia. My God. Yeah, and I find and I'm I'm finding especially as I get older, there's only so much room in my brain pan for it, uh, and the comic knowledge is never going to go away. So like when I go to Joe shows or toy shows or something, I really am at a deficit. Like I really have to bring a lot of notes to remember, you know, what I need, what I want, what good prices are, things like that. But comic books, I'm on it. Like I'm, I could go in blind with most things. So, locked in. Yeah, but I'm excited about the new six inch line. I am, I am, I'm, I'm getting those on order, because why not? They look great. Yeah. And hopefully it carries on for a while. We're hearing some yeah. rumors that maybe it will. As long as you like big cuts across the belly line, there and phenomenal. There we go. <laughs> I heard that episode, and I, I know There's how I a- feel about it. You got to be more specific. Actually, you don't. Yeah, the Destro episode. Man, Destro. Yeah, it's been a couple in a row now. We we cannot bring up the six inch figures without Webb having a moment. But we got that out of the way now. The first one. Did we? <laughs> there will be more. There always is more. Probably. Like I have to pick out theme music for this now. When you start going off on that, I have to figure out what I'm going to play in the background when you're going off on chest cut. This is an ab crunch that we're actually talking about. Maybe I should, shouldn't call it chest crunch. Maybe some jazzercise music, right? Maybe some really good, uh, you know, some aerobics. Pull uh, the audio and throw it up a YouTube video of over like the old Suzanne Summers, uh, uh, thigh master video. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Or figure out what uh, Denise Austin was using back in the 80s. There you go. Or better yet, Chuck Norris and Christy Brinkley for that butterfly machine that they used to hawk on late night TV. I think the joke is Chuck Norris's abs crunch you. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Colton. Yes. You had your microphone muted, didn't you? I did. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also helps with the static, so I'm fair enough. Fair enough. And being courteous. Whatever. Anyways, which Joe do you think you could take first? Who's going down first? Give us some insight onto your ring psychology. Whoever screams the loudest. Yeah, that's probably Joe Slepsky. He's he's more the showman. Yeah, I got I got some pipes. And, uh, and, and yeah. you you've been ex- practicing the extreme yell for a little extreme! while. Now. Extreme. Oh. Sorry, yeah. right, I got to throw that on the tail end now. It's, it's been conditioned into me. That's what you, that's what your your show did to me, Joe. Oh, listen, Mike. When we finished our recording, I'm not even joking to you. I said good good night to you. I turned off everything, and my my wife was standing at the doorway, and she just she was shaking her head, and she was like, "The extreme is just I can't anymore with that. I can't. I can't." <laughs> she just was shaking her head. She laughed and smiled and walked away. 
And I said, well, there's 23 more episodes. <laughs> so how has sleeping on the couch this past week been for you? Oh, it was great. It was great. I was startled by what we think is a burglar last night. So Awesome. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. That's L.A. for you, though. Yeah. They don't have Why burglars. Why could a homeless man? <laughs> well, it, could, it probably was, actually. And the same guy who was uh, throwing bricks through our cars last week. The pandemic is really bringing out the, the, the best in people. Truly. You know, yeah. Again, in, in L.A., you don't really have burglars so much as just really struggling actors. That's true. That is true. There may have been a they have, Yeah, but it makes it makes mug shots real easy. They just hand you their headshot. That's true. <laughs> There's a screenplay tried, tied to the brick that got tossed through uh, everybody's uh, car window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where in L.A. are you? Uh... I'm near Culver City, if you're familiar, if you're familiar with it, like mid-city-ish. Okay. Yeah. So, Joe, Joe Holt, what part of the country are you hailing in? Uh, currently, I'm in Charleston, West Virginia. And Holy Mike's cow. up near uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Okay. So, right in the Rust Belt there. We don't we don't cover that part of the country too often. Mm-mm. Joe Colton, you have that show in Pittsburgh, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Is that oh, Steel Philly. City Con? Yes. Steel City Con, and then I also do a Great Philly Comic Con. Okay. Nobody invites. And RetroCon. RetroCon is in uh, King of Prussia. Really okay. good, really good buyers con for eighties uh, GI Joes and eighties toys. All right, I- I've been up that way. I might have to try to check it out this year. Yeah, it's uh, usually the end of September. I have okay. all the con schedules in my head. Joe Colton gets asked to do many cons. What's on Joe' mind does not get asked to do that many cons. Well, if he wore spandex more often. No, that that would actually probably take would, our our one invite. That would the lower schedule. the yeah, that would lower the invites. Although no, that is no. that is Aaron Dietrich, so maybe not. He might join yeah. in. He might join in. He might join in. And wear heels. Well, I mean, if he's got them, sure. Or pumps. I mean, really, that's the sensible thing to do. We're, he's tall enough. There's no reason to be throwing his ankle out on something like that. So anyways, back to the focus. Our guests, not Aaron Dietrich's choice of women's footwear. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Marwin. <laughs> <laughs> so what, with you guys, what made you decide that podcasting was the way to share your experience? Like, clearly you've got this weird itch that you've got to scratch I was a uh, podcast producer on multiple pods out here for a few years. I've been listening to them for a long time, like almost since they really first started. And I was a big fan. Uh, And I worked on some storytelling podcasts behind the scenes and I learned it backwards. And then I realized I kind of wanted to do my own. So I was racking my brain for a couple months to try to figure out a good way. And literally the name Joe on Joe jumped into my brain. And I was like, well, if I don't do anything with that name, that's a waste. So I turned to my coworker, Angel, at work, and I said, uh, guess what I just thought of? It's called Joe on Joe. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it's a podcast of me talking about G.I. Joe. And we both laughed out loud, and then that was it. <laughs> it's that podcast title that it's, gets progressively uh, less funny each time you say it. Yeah. Believe me, I know the feeling. Oh, no, no. I'm still in love with it. I'm in love with the, the, the name. Don't don't get me don't don't get me wrong. I'm in love with the name. 
that's really that's it. I, I wanted to do a pod with me as a host, and I and I thought about the thing. I was thinking about the things that I like, you know. I was like, I felt like doing a watch through kind of podcast, so that was nailed down. I was like, there's so many Batman ones. I thought about doing the monkeys, and I landed on Joe on Joe, and I love it, and it's reignited my passion. It's great. Very cool. So, Joe Holp, you already had a, a thing going with your brother. Like, you've already got this this bond and this built-in audience. What made you say, hey, radio? You know, that that's a great question, and I, I don't know how it, it came to be exactly. I, I knew it was something we loved to do together, and I, I wanted a way to... Keep it around even after it was gone, if that makes any sense. So, so I, I guess the podcast is really a way for me to remember the conversations and, and we picked up the figures and all those little things. It, it's more of like a way to just to capture those memories. And then it just turned out that some people liked it, too. And I really did think there'd be an audience for it, too, because we were so in love with collecting and you could tell. Just for, I mean, more shops for, you know, Carrie and Joe, and they would tell us how hard they are to keep. So we, we knew there was plenty of collectors out there. So it, it just worked. It's the G.I. Joe Travelogue. And for the record, the most legitimately cool podcast name on this show today. <laughs> we threw a bunch around and that one just stuck. Yeah, there was, there was a time when there was a potential rebrand for What's on Joe Mind. And threw, somebody threw that one out there, the File Card Podcast, and was like, went and searched for it. And that was actually the first time I had seen your show. I was like, damn it, someone's taking it. <laughs> we wound up sticking with it. Cause well, Flag Points is one of the ones we we thought of that sounded great. And that's then, fun. You know, obviously, that's fun. that one was taken a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, they've been gone a while, but it's still, it's it, it's weird when you take somebody else's name. That's why I stick out Joe on Joe. I swear to God, if another Joe and Joe comes by, it's on. <laughs> That's where the real cage match will happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Well, or just get another partner named Joe, and it can be Joe and Joe well, on Joe. It's true. I've talked to some friends of mine. are like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a show. I go, well, it needs alliteration. So you can do like Matt on monkeys. <laughs> Matt on Matt Lock. <laughs> you, you, you're really, Matt, my friend Matt, you're really locked in on your, your the set of shows I'm willing to produce for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would listen to the Matt on Matlock. Yeah, Re my wife Rebecca on Rawhide, something like that. <laughs> that sounds almost like an adult program. That's what I'm saying. Keeping in line with Joe on Joe. Well, mm -hmm. but Matt on Monkeys doesn't. <laughs> well, it's spelled with the two show. E's. Spelled with the two E's. Spelled with the two E's. All right. Well, still. <laughs> As the story goes, and it is 100% true. What's on Joe Mind is the second dopiest working title that got stuck in as the real thing since Cobra Law. So <laughs> now I don't think so. I don't think so, Mike. You you have the most classic name in all of G.I. Joe podcasting. It is the dad jokiest one. So I mean I suppose that is <laughs> that does keep us right in step with with what we're trying to do it, for the next generation. It, it works for me, man. It works for me. Swear to God, I wasn't I wasn't a full time member of the show that back then, so it was all done without me. So I just imagine, ha had I not had a job that required me to work most nights at that time, what would this show have been called? Uh, uh. But yeah, now we're just stuck with it. Now it's just inertia. 
I like it. it. Well, yeah, you like it because people think that you're the main character now. They're like, no. Well, it's all about they keep Joe. Yelling Cole. at me. <laughs> no, they just keep yelling at me to plug the damn show everywhere I go now. Well, you know, if you actually did plug the damn show, they might even know Ooh. what they were talking about. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. It would ruin the effect if I did. She's got a point, Mike. She's got a good point. No, no. But it, it's, it's hard to argue logic. Yep. And it ruins your hashtag then. It ruins your hashtag. It's not actually that hard to argue logic. I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Facebook is for. Well, fair. That's what Facebook is for all too often. Mark, Joe, what do you want to know from the Joes? Well, I think for any Joe fan, you know, right now, it's an exciting time to be a Joe fan because we have new content coming up. So I'd love to hear what the guys are feeling about, you know, the new movie that's coming out and the, and the new, you know, G.I. Joe's going to a whole new scale. So, you know, I'd love to hear uh, opinions on the Six Inch Line and, and the upcoming Snake Eyes movie. Uh, for the upcoming Snake Eyes movie, I, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm holding that excitement back just because... I don't want to set my expectations too high. So I, I want to just, you know, there's a GI Joe movie coming out, snake eyes. I, I'm happy. I'm excited for that day, but I just don't want to set the bar too high. And the other thing uh, I've thought about too, is no matter what the movie is, it doesn't take away from what GI Joe is. The GI Joe that we all have in our heads and what we believe GI Joe is that no matter what the movie is, it's not going to take away from it. So my hope is it could just make it a little bit better. I second that 100%. Any new take on anything doesn't negate the, the thing that made you fall in love with it in the first place. So I, I hate falling into that trap of, you know, oh, it's garbage, it ruined. No, it didn't. The stuff you loved still is still there. You know, having said that, I'm a little trepidatious just because I'm a little worried that it could just be so ninja heavy and just kind of be, be a more generic story I, and I, I i hope not you know i hope they do tie it into the larger gi joe universe instead of just being a story about a you know a, a bad dude who learns how to be a ninja so far everything i've seen from it looks pretty great yeah i mean it is an origin story so i'm i'm willing to let it be the ninja heavy movie this time around i don't need it to keep being the ninja heavy franchise after yeah you know, i you know joe i just gets brought in my biggest thing, the biggest thing with Snake Eyes for me is whoever greenlit the idea that he took an oath of silence, they should have lost their job the next day. It's the dumbest idea in the world because I, I'm sorry, I don't care what military unit you're in. You're telling me you can't yell, look out, there's a guy with a gun behind you because you took a vow of silence? Yeah, yeah that guy's that guy's pretty unpopular pretty quick. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just it was one of those decisions that there that just didn't make sense. And it's like like if you think it through and like, oh, how cool could it be? He just he's you know, he's shamed, he's so shamed, he takes his vow of si No, no, he got horribly damaged and that's why he can't and he still fights through it, you know. Even if they had left out and, and not to rewrite, you know, Rise of Cobra, because that would take a while. Um page one, ice doesn't sink. Right. But even, even if they just cut out the, the kids fighting, yes. right. Yes. The, one of the coolest lines of that ever is when he says, who's that? They go, that's snake eyes. And they, and they say, he doesn't talk. He says, why? He says, he doesn't say. Exactly. You could have left it at that and yep. never explained it. Yep. 
yep, or yep. explained it later on, right? Like it, they actually kind of were onto something there, but well, yeah. Anyway. So there you go. And you guys all have, you've both said that you're, you're both on board with the six inch line. Yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's about time. I think it, I think that's targeted towards the proper audience for now. You know, we're all older. We all have a little more money. So let's satisfy that, that collector. Now, I don't know if I will personally collect the six-inch figures, but I loved seeing how excited everybody was a couple weeks ago when they got that Snake Eyes, and they were doing the videos, opening it up. Now you're seeing all the toy photographers on Instagram and Twitter with photos of it. So I'm excited for the collectors who are excited about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's not new product that you're in step with, it's good to see new product out there for somebody to be excited about because then the success of that product means it's much more likely that new product that you do want is going to come down the pike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, like if six-inch G.I. Joe fails, there's not going to be some four-inch G.I. Joe line coming down six months later saying, oh, well, you told us. No, no. Yeah, and Mike, that's exactly how I felt about Sigma Six when it came along. I was like, you know what? It's not. It's not for me. Uh, I'm not going to buy it. But I. But I dig it. I understand who it's reaching for, and I wished it well. While you know, I couldn't bring myself to support it with my own collecting dollars. I didn't wish it poorly, and I certainly didn't think, well, if it if I don't buy it, it'll die, and then I'll get my stuff. It just doesn't work that way. No. I mean, I bought it for other people's kids. That's what it was. It was it was a kid's line. Yeah. It, was, it was great. It was no, a no, great that, toy. You bring up a great point, Mike. That's something I'm excited about is, you know, for nieces, nephews, friends of the family, for those kids, like, hey, I can buy them a G.I. Joe for their birthday. That I mean, I didn't even think about that, but that is going to be awesome. And that'll be at the, you know, the top of the list for my giving. There you go. Joe Colton, anything? I was going to ask what they thought about the six-inch line, but the honcho took my question. That's why I hit leadoff. Right. I get get first pick. (laughs) So if you guys could do anything with your show that you would want to do, what what would it be that you haven't done yet? Good question. (laughs) Mm. I'd say that that inspired some headbanging. Oh, okay. Uh, for mine specifically, since it's a watch along, I would love to get in a room with everybody and do like a live mystery science theater for an episode or, or the animated movie or something like that. You know, get a bunch of Joe fans in a room, get on some microphones, have people guest guest in for segments, kind of like how we actually did the movie here, but just with like a room, you know, like at a Joe Fest or Joe Con or something like that. That would be, I think, a lot of fun. I'm in. Yeah. I would but do my, it. My, the shadow of my head would block like one quarter of the screen. So <laughs> you have to position me accordingly. And the, the projection would give you a sunburn. Right? Yeah. I was thinking safe at dark theater, I'm safe, but I'm never I'm never safe. No, not if it's getting you right on your head like that. You have to get a giant hat. Do you know how hard it is to get a hat to fit this this head? Yes. Quick story, I promise. We were at BotCon in Dallas, and we went to an authentic Western wear shop, and we went over to look at the real Stetson cowboy hats, and I tried on, like, three, 
and I looked like, you know, Tweedledum. I just needed a propeller. And the guy came over and really wanted to make a sale. And he said, what can I help you with? What can I have? You know, what can I do you for? You know, what's going on, cowboy? And I'm like, you think there's a Stetson that'll fit this melon? And he looked at me, hadn't even measured the head yet. And he said, your head is going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't sell me a hat. He couldn't fit my head. Awesome. I know that feeling. I'm there with you. Got my, my size eight. Nobody makes size eight. Do you go eight, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm seven and seven eighths, so yeah. you uh you got me beat. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I got a big head. <laughs> the rest of the me story ain't small, about, so you know, whatever. Because I like pro back hats. The story of my life is finding one I like, reaching way to the back, pulling it out, and it's like seven and a half. Like, yep, I got it. I'm a freak. Or worse, when it just turns out that that's the place where they stock all the extra teeny size hats. Right, or you find a you find a nice one that's a little bit stretchy and it says one size fits all. They don't. Go yeah, and you get out the sharpie and write "dirty liar" on the tag and move on. <laughs> yeah, you find get that hat rack and you reach to the one in the back and they pull out six and seven eighths. What tiny pinhead is this going on? <laughs> Joe, number three, you, you you need to answer the question. What would you do with your program that you haven't had the opportunity? I think what me and Mike really want to do in the future is start to get experts of maybe some subsets on, like somebody who really knows about Sky Patrol or the Eco Warriors, and then explain the process of how they were developed or the character file cards, just, just something to that effect. That's something that we'd really like to do in the future. Hmm. A lot of that stuff, you have ideas from when you were a kid and you played with the toys of what they did. But I'd love to know what Hasbro was thinking and the designers as, as they were putting it all together. Anytime you go to a show, the, one of the best parts is going to the panels and then hearing you know, what they have to say and you learn that, that little bit of information from them. And we would really like to provide some information to the audience like that. I ought to get you guys in touch with Pat Stewart. Yeah. Okay. He's even out in Western Pennsylvania, so. Oh, really? Yeah. It sounded like, oh, really? Really? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pat is, is one of the hosts of the Articulated Points podcast. They're on YouTube, but uh, Pat is a wealth of G.I. Joe minutiae, especially where the figures are concerned. But that's that's a guy you want to talk to. Will do. I follow him on uh, YouTube. I just haven't got the time to sit down and dive into it yet, but I'll, I'll definitely make a point of it. I appreciate it. Tell, tell him I sent you, and he may not hang Will up. Will do. I can't promise that, but... <laughs> oh, but he is a he is a fountain of knowledge on that sort of stuff. Well, that's the one thing about our show me and mike are not the experts or do we have knowledge on much of anything we just have a, a love for the brand <laughs> and then the toy and, and tracking it down it's very cool i i really like your show it's very laid back it's very listenable because i mean ultimately you guys are you know you're respectful of one another and 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 certainly the the other folks that you come across and there's something very genuine about it. So, so you should be very proud of the show that you have. 
appreciate that. And Joe Colton's probably on mute again. I was. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just a guess. Just a guess. I'm here now. I'm here. All right. All right. All right. So what do you guys want to know from us? If I could, I'd like to tell Joe on Joe, thank you. I know you probably don't remember this, but this is about a year, year and a half ago on Twitter. I don't want to finish, I don't finish your sentence. Go ahead. But I do. I do remember it. Yeah. So you pushed, I was going through Chicago. Yep. And I put out about asking for a toy store and you sent me to, I believe it was called Kapow's. Yep. And I picked up a Firefly that day. And then you told me about that amazing pizza place. I cannot remember its name. Pequod's Pizza. Yes. And so I had my first deep dish pizza. It was, it was a cool day. And I really, really appreciate that. I love it. As soon as I saw your profile pic here, I went, oh, I remember Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Because you've got that inquisitive, like, am I supposed to be here right now? But I'm glad that I am. Kind of look in your profile pic. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, Kapow is great. They got a ton of jokes. I, I don't get home as often as I should. Uh, I'm from Chicago. But, yeah, whenever I do, I always stop in there right on Belmont. And, um, yeah, they have a ton of great J. Joe stuff. And you're not going to get better pizza in Chicago than Pequod's. Everyone always throws out Lou Malnati's and Gino's East and all that stuff. And that's that's fine. But Pequod's is the stuff. It, it's good to know the tourist pizza places as well as the genuine yeah. ones. But yeah, good. I'm, I I do remember that, and I I'm I'm really glad you guys you found it and enjoyed it. <laughs> Look at us being all reuniony. Joe's helping Joe's stream. That's what we do. We bring people together. True. At least Joe's together. <laughs> and and then and then make fun of them sometimes. Yeah, you know. Because they won't plug the damn show. Maybe they will. So I got a I got a question for you guys to flip it flip it back on what's on Joe mind. What's your worst podcasting experience? And it could be in any part related to the show. Mm. I'll let you guys go first. You can not use names if you you know if you if you don't want to say a specific person or anything. I, I mean, it's not exciting, but I bet it's it's the same for every podcaster when you wrap up a long program or a long show and then go to work on it and go, oh, no audio uh, or the levels were off on one person. Right. It's it's dumb. And obviously the listener has no experience with that. But to have done something good that there's no record of mm -hmm. that can't possibly be recreated is I think the brutal truth of podcasting and every, if you haven't encountered that yet as a podcaster, you will. And oh. yes, it sucks. Oh, the, good the, Lord. the timing of the timing of your, your audio dropping out couldn't have been better than that moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll jump in front of Joe Colton on this one because that is absolutely it. We've had a lot of uh, celebrities come on. And they have, to the last one, every single one of them has been as nice as they come across on the program. So there's no horror stories from dealing with, with folks who want to come on and talk about G.I. Joe, be it designers, writers, actors, doesn't matter. Everybody mm -hmm. has been wonderful. But man, sometimes the technical aspect of it. 
it bit us once kind of recently. I had uh, it was it was two guest hosts. Neither of these guys could make it, and I I was talking to to Dave Draper from Toy World Order, and uh, Brian Lower, who is Hooded Cobra Commander seven eight eight on YouTube, and we had a great discussion uh, about the it was right before all the 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 Kappa stuff hit YouTube, and and we had a good discussion going on that, and you know it was good to get different takes on on the news and what have you, and I got to where I was about. I had about 10 more minutes left to edit and my computer did an update. And even though I had saved it, we use a garage band for, for recording. Even though I had saved it, it ate the file. I could not recover the file. And so all I had left from three hours of discussion, which had been, was getting edited down to a really tight two hours of what's on Joe mind was the little outtake snippet that that got put at the beginning of the episode. And to dial back before that, before I got the Mac, before I had updated the system here, uh, we we had some some cast changes where a couple of our hosts stepped away and and Joe was was sticking with it and I was sticking with it. And we brought Carson on board and we we started Mm -hmm. doing some episodes. And it was just software after software kept eating those episodes so if you go back through our library there's about there's one stretch in there i believe it was last half of 2017 and first half of 2018 where there are no regular episodes that got posted where some other little snippets and kind of couple special editions and and on the spot things that we did at shows and, and things like that that got out there, but there were no regular episodes for about a year. And in that year, we probably recorded five or six of them. And they all just, none of them, none of them made it out. It was the worst. Mm-hmm. So yeah, tech, technical stuff. Oh Lord, technical stuff. I know I asked the question, but I'm getting sad hearing the answers. <laughs> Serves you yeah. right, Joe. <laughs> what about you joe colton so i was gonna tell the story that mike just told about when we had recorded and for we recorded it twice i think and both times it didn't go through and i was like i was almost in tears because i was like what is happening another story was i was on a podcast as a guest and it was clearly the end of the podcast and end of the interview process and they could not end the podcast (laughs) i had i had done the lead out like kind of like wrapping up sentences close-ended sentences (laughs) and it had gone on for about 30 more minutes than it should have and finally i was like guys i gotta tell you I got to get up tomorrow. I got to go. And they were like, well, thank you very much for having me. And like kept going. And I was like, no. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Stop saying things. <laughs> Just say thank you and good night. <laughs> did you plug the damn show? I did. Mm, I wonder. It's very limited. You can probably figure out which podcast it is. I have no idea. It's the first time you've told this story, so oh. you know, don't don't give us names now. We're recording now, so don't don't okay. tell us about it. 
Tell I us about won't. it later. Tell us it's later, fine. like you always do. Later. Later. Afterwards. That was the. Yeah. It was. It was for the uh, the the Frank on Joe podcast. We're not going <laughs> to use names. <laughs> that's uh Yeah. That sounds adult in nature. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> that joke. It's joke never fails. Joseph mm. Hope, what about you? I think for me and Mike, it would have been you know similar to everyone else's story is when you record it when you know a couple episodes were recorded and then i've looked down and realized we're not recording you know like half the show went by oh. we have to start all over and oh. we're talking about the same thing but it's not as you could just feel it's not as organic or as original as or heartfelt as the first time we did it and, and that and then you hate that or yeah. we hate that you know great yeah yeah, that, that, uh, technical stuff is it. It really is. It is. It is awful. Of course, since we started talking about that, I've been watching the levels like a hawk, which I was not doing before that. So yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's absolutely the worst. Joe Slepsky, what is your horror story? Well, I have a couple, just because you know what's life without excitement. But in in the in the realm of of bad audio, my biggest was also turned into I think the, my best recovery. We did the uh, the movie, and to celebrate it, I invited literally everyone that was in Los Angeles that had been on the show from all all my guests. I put out the word, if you want to be on this, you're welcome in my house. I think we had like 15 people on that episode. I am not uh, an audio engineer by trade, you know? So I did my best. I think I had like six microphones going across three different laptops, plus a Zoom recorder, we, you know, we thought we had everything going and everything was great. And the one mic that I didn't turn on was my own. <laughs> and I didn't oh. notice it. I didn't notice it until we were past, you know, the most amazing intro of all time. So it was my first guess is when I noticed it. And we were wrapping up talking and I looked down and I see that it's my mic is not recording. So when you listen to the podcast, you hear me, you hear me, actually, you hear me normal for the beginning. I think we re-recorded some bits of it to try to capture the beginning. But then there's this like two minute chunk that I couldn't replace. I couldn't grab from other sources. You know, like I really worked hard to, to get it as authentic as to the day as possible. So I turned to Rebecca, my wife, and I said, um, hey, let's make a new PSA. Let's just do a PSA, me and you, and we'll, we'll record it and we'll have fun with it, you know, and it'll cover up the audio because I didn't want... I didn't want to lose the organic nature of the, of the episode in the day because it was a lot of people and it was real hectic and everything. Mm -hmm. So she's like, yeah. And then she goes, you know, you know, Bill, you should ask Bill Ratner to help you with it. And so Bill ended up reprising Flint to help us with a PSA about <laughs> asking for help recording a podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real happy with it. Bill is the greatest, uh, and I, by the way. What's that? Bill Ratner's the greatest, by the way. He's the greatest. What a kind gentleman. What a nice dude. I'm happy to call him a friend. Like he was awesome. I, I reached out to him and he was like, absolutely. What do you need? And we gave him, we fed him a few lines and, and it's funny. We play it. I play it straight. Like I'm one of the kids in the PSAs and Rebecca plays it normal. Like she's an adult human who is shocked that Bill Ratner is hiding behind our couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. So it was fun. That is fantastic. 
<laughs> See, now I got to go back and catch that one. <laughs> it's on the feed. It's on the feed. All right, good. I, I always have to sheepishly admit to to everybody that I, I just don't have the opportunity. There are not enough hours in the day oh. to catch every episode of everybody's show, and I always feel bad anyway. No, thank, thank you for saying that. Honestly, guys, uh, I don't because I don't want to steal from you guys. So if if I know like if I know we're going to talk, I'll listen to a few episodes, you know, to get caught up and stuff. But I generally don't because I don't want to crib ideas and styles and stuff. I think I think every you know when I've, I've listened to m- most of you guys and it's I love the styles and I love the authenticity of it. And I try I don't want that to bleed into the things that I do. Well, there there you go. We're too good for Joe on Joe. Yeah, 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 that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly why. I don't, I don't want your mediocrity to bleed into the excellence of the Joe and Joe show. We're not good enough <laughs> for Joe on Joe. Well, I figure, oh. I figure I could steal from other podcasts that aren't of the same genre, and it'll be less noticeable. There you go. Yeah, see, that's a good plan. <laughs> Yeah, and so and so far so good, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not I'm not even kidding. I've I've heard things. I'm like, oh, I like the way they say that. I'm going to incorporate that into my show. But it's like a storytelling podcast, so it's probably a little crossover audience, you know. We're going step by step through the Jack on Jack podcast catalog. Nobody knows. (laughs) Now that that is a rough Google search. (laughs) Joe on Joe is the Jack on Jack. That's just straight up flag your flag your browser history. (laughs) <laughs> and what's more it's completely innocent it's just some guy named jack who does a terrible jack nicholson accent all the time yeah in the jack nicholson accent reading jack and jail stories that's right you know just something terrible <laughs> i'm so boring even i'm putting myself to sleep anyway. oh i did shipwreck for cold slither and I did my bad Jack Nicholson. I think everyone has a bad Jack Nicholson in them. Yeah. I, I did my bad Jack Nicholson, but then when I sped it up in Audacity, I think it, it made it work. At least made it not recognizable that it was my voice. And I think it I think it popped real well. Oh, nice. I had no idea you did it. So that it was great. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm shipwrecking that. It's pretty much he's one of the the Mount Rushmore of terrible accents that everybody has, right? It really is, yep. I that think- Christopher Walken. Walken, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Vince McMahon. Duh. I think those are the four. Like, those are the four that everybody has. And I don't mean current Vince McMahon. I mean, like, 80s announcer Vince McMahon. <laughs> What's he I mean, doing with kid, that steel chair? You know. Yeah, when I was a kid, I did a Mean, mean Johnny Carson. <laughs> now, were you doing a Johnny Carson, or were you doing Dana Carvey doing Johnny Carson? It's a very good question. Dana Carvey is Johnny Carson. Okay, all right. Dana Carvey, household hero. That's right. He was amazing, wasn't he? That's what I spent the early part of today doing, is watching old Carson clips. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's amazing how poorly some of them have aged, but we still hold them. <laughs> yeah, I there was a there's a serious XM channel like every every once a year or something they'll give you some free months on it. So I so I would tune in. And there was a channel that just showed old Carson episodes, just the audio from it, from old Carson episodes, and I couldn't stop listening to it. It was fantastic. Yeah. It was like, New Year's Eve, 1974, with, you know, Lola Falana. And <laughs> it was mesmerizing. <laughs> oh, man, I got to tell, tell Godso about that one. 
that's right up his alley. <laughs> so, guys, we're we're about at a point where it's a it's you know a good place to probably tie this one up. I, I suppose the, the the easy question will will be where can we find you? We'll get to that next. But what's the one thing that we need to know about your shows that we don't know yet? Mine for Joe and Joe, I I don't I don't you probably pro, it's a hundred percent one man band. Sometimes I'll get emails from listeners and they'll be like, "Hey, you guys do great." And I'm, I'm I, I love it and I don't correct them, but I'm like, "No, start to finish." <laughs> one one hand clapping myself on the back every episode. Recording, audio, mixing, production, everything. And my guests certainly, but yeah. I know how that feels. That's why I had to bring Weber on board. That guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to be on every show, is he? As I take the cheap <laughs> shot at Joe Colton and Mark steps in front of the bullet. That's a that's a quality what? team right there. White Knight. Yep. Boy Scout. Plus, I got free time. <laughs> and gingers are amazing. See, that's what I like. Uh, I don't know about amazing, magical, certainly, but I don't know about amazing. They're like unicorns. Yeah. Mystical. Yeah. Mystical. Yeah, we only, we only come out at night. <laughs> I thought that was Maneater. Well, yeah. Same difference. Yeah. <laughs> All right. While Joe Colton is making dog laughs. <laughs> nah. File card, Joe. What do we need to know? About the File Card Podcast. The podcast has been sporadic lately. Uh, getting episodes out haven't been real routine. But me and Mike are working real hard. Uh, we're going to try to do the 1st and the 15th of each month. So two a month and and just uh, provide a little bit of uh, stability to the audience so that they'll know there's there's going to be an episode coming. That's cool. But I have to ask you guys, because I'd be myself if I didn't. Who is each of your favorite characters from G.I. Joe? Mark Weber? I'll have to narrow it down because I've got a list. But my first favorite was Steeler because I always liked vehicle drivers. And to me, if you had – you couldn't take the tank to school, but you could sneak Steeler there in your coat pocket maybe. So, And I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I like that tie that he was from Pittsburgh. You know, He was a little different than the other guys, had that you know, like a cool visor. So I was in with Steeler uh, from Jump. And my Cobra guy is kind of obscure. I love Interrogator. And he oh, came along, he's nice, right? He came along late in the line, and he never got much play in any of the comics or any of the media. But I mean, he's Cobra Fett, pretty much, right? Yeah. And he's just he's cool. And Max Brooks got to write him in the Hearts and Minds comic series. And if you've never read Hearts and Minds by Max Brooks, so good. It's one of the joys when I worked at Hasbro that the club let me write the Interrogator file card for the club figure. And so, you know, I got to help on a couple of file cards at Hasbro, but they have a designated writer who writes them. So to get to write the updated file card for my favorite Cobra character ever, it will always be a highlight and something I'm proud of. That's amazing. That's awesome. Joe Colton. How about you, Joe Colton? So my, my favorite character, well, it's a tie. It's between Scarlet and the Baroness. The first figure I got from my dad was Scarlet. Like the female uh, figure was Scarlet. But my first figure from dad was probably either Grunt or Duke. But yeah, both those figures mean a lot. 
She's from Canada. They came out in a different order up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Yes. Both good ones. Yes. How about you, Mike? Well, I just just threw a picture up on Instagram today as I increased my beachhead collection. <laughs> Be Beach Party 86 is growing after a six-month absence. Uh, before he came along, I was pretty Flash-obsessed. And he's still kind of my 1A. So if I had if I had to pick my top two, it, it's those two. And then Mercer. And then Mercer. Actually, no. Everybody else sneaks in there between number two and Mercer, because Mercer is at the end. Mercer is the worst. <laughs> so you hate Mercer? Is that is that what you said? I, I do. I, I do. I just Why? And and truthfully, it has nothing to do with how he looks. It it it's just like if Mercer existed in that reality, he would be thrown into the darkest hole in Leavenworth and would never see the light of day again. <laughs> That's fair. That's former very fair. former Cobra Viper is now on the no no, that just wouldn't work. They would not trust that man with a gun. I just love that in Mike's hierarchy, Mercer's the bottom, and then above him is like Tracker and Super right. Trooper, and Ice Cream <laughs> Soldier, and then you work your way up to Beachhead Flash. Like there's there's a couple of blank spaces between Ice Cream Soldier and Mercer. Like there's we're created some slots just to keep him further down the line. You know, Captain Gridiron and Doctor Link <gasps> Talbot are in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Gridiron at least has some cachet from a figure standpoint. Captain Gridiron is was one of my favorite discoveries as we were doing it, where we realized to get his football-shaped grenades, he it would have cost the military millions of dollars to retool the grenade process, like the <laughs> grenade manufacturing process, just to get him football-shaped grenades. <laughs> and I love like I loved that realization when we dawned on that. It was absolutely great. <laughs> Sooner or later, I'm gonna yeah. fix I'm gonna fix Captain Gridiron in in Lazy Bastard Custom Theater, because because <laughs> I got I got a thing against banana pants, and man, that guy and backstop and you know like the, the airtight guys, the guys who are just garish head to toe, you know I get it, especially a hazmat guy, but the guys who look somewhat military down to the waist, and then they're like, you know what, I give I'm up. go I'm going with banana dockers. <laughs> Well, I, I just, uh, <laughs> hey, Joe Slepsky, why don't you, go ahead and answer you that one too? Yeah. Well, um, so I'll, I'll caveat it with, um, I'll separate the show. Cause my, cause Joe and Joe is all about the cartoon. So I'll say my favorite cartoon, Joe, without a doubt is shipwreck. Um, I'm a sucker for shipwreck and Polly. Yeah. I like me, my GI Joe with a talking parrot. That's what I like to say. Like <laughs> it's that level of ridiculousness that always charms me to no end. I also loved the depth they gave him with Mara and all that. So yeah, shipwreck TV on the cartoon without a doubt. And then figure wise, I hate to be a front runner and say Snake Eyes, but he was my first one. He was the first show. He's the, literally the one that got me into it. But set him aside, I, I have to go a blowtorch. Blowtorch, the coolest figure ever. I love that figure. One of the best selling ones of all time. Really? Was yeah. it? Yeah. It's great. It looks amazing. The 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 pieces were awesome. The fact that you plugged the torch into the back, into the the backpack was great. You had the face mask. I I loved blowtorches. Hmm. All right. 
Awesome. I can't say I was expecting that one. I respect that. He is a couple of hundred spots ahead of Mercer on my list. (laughs) How about you, Joe? Oh, I'd say Still Brigade's my favorite action figure, and my favorite character would be Flint. Uh Uh-oh. You you know he's going to have to fight with uh, Vala on that one, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, if you have any actual Steel Brigade figures, Bobby Vala will buy them from you. I, I'm, they're hiding. I'm hiding them from him. Good, because Bobby's coming to your house. Yeah, as soon as this... <laughs> I think me and Bobby have went up against each other multiple times for file carts on eBay. So I just no longer bid, because I know he's, he's, gonna, he's willing to spend more than me. Yeah, he's in it to win it. <laughs> he's got something of a disease. But yes, as soon as this... He's got an amazing collection. He really does. I like that it makes people mad now when he shows off the whole thing. People are like, you got got 12 blues, man. You don't need 12 blues. I don't got any. I'm like, man, (laughs) your passion is fueling other people's angst. I mean, that's, that's... I put that on a resume. As soon as this episode gets posted, Bobby will be outside your house in the bushes waiting for you to slumber. Bobby's a good guy. He offered to come on come on the show. Um, me and Mike just had some technical difficulties and couldn't get him on there, but we definitely talked about Action Force and, and tried to do our little bit to promote it. So I was really glad to see that that got funded. We're, I mean, we're all good friends with Bobby, and, and anytime I can give Action Force a, a salute, and mentioned the genius of a guy who made realistic modern military six-inch weapon packs months ago, knowing that there just might be an itch for collectors to scratch now. That's pretty impressive. He'll always get credit first to market. Maybe not first to get sold, but first to market. Anyhow. So I guess that does kind of bring us into the station. There's really just one last bit we need to get from each of you where do we find your fine programming and we will start with joe slepsky of the joe on joe podcast well you can find joe on joe on facebook twitter and instagram at joe on joe pod i am available on pretty much every podcast platform and uh, i have a terrible website so i don't like to plug it but yeah that's where you can find me you don't like to plug your terrible website yeah I never, I was, I just use Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for it, but I have Joe on Joe.com, but All right, there you know, go. I don't like it. <laughs> well, fine. It, then. Said, you be that it way. said nasty. It said nasty things about my parents. It did talk and smack about your mama. But were they inaccurate? No, they weren't. But that's, that's what hurts. Sometimes the truth cuts the deepest. I hear you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You know, we need sick Joe Colton's mama on him. That'll, that'll straighten him out. Yep. Joe Colton's mama is a tornado. Yeah, she and loves you. She she is a, a tornado of vengeful love. She will straighten out anyone and everyone. And probably feed you. She's getting older now. She can't beat up anybody. Well, no, but that, that's, not a, that's, not, that's not what vengeful love does. Oh. That's not what I said. Anyways, because <laughs> I'm expecting you to know exactly what's going on in my twisted mind at all times. Right? I know. That's that's unfair of anyone. Joe Hope, tell us where to find 
the file card podcast you can find file card podcast on twitter facebook instagram and everywhere that you download your podcast so me and mike do most of our interacting on twitter so if you got any cool collections or anything you're proud of showing let us know and just we want to throw it out there too mike was supposed to be on this podcast but he bailed on us yeah he actually we had a fight and i've decided he's no longer my brother <laughs> just joking just that's joking. hardcore just, man no i appreciate right? that that's hardcore is he still on the podcast though yeah because he's actually funny and articulate i need him on the podcast he's just not my brother <laughs> you save you save money at christmas that is like that is you you how big is the tattoo on your back that says podcast for life with an four and an lyfe because that's hardcore i love it take it seriously I know a little podcast called Joe on Joe. That's a one man show. Maybe it, uh, maybe time to take this to Joe and Joe on Joe. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Joe? on Well, listen, I'll license it to become Joe on Joe's. Joe's on Joe. Joe's on Joe. There we go. Joe's on Joe's. I don't know. That might wind up being the title for this panel. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to day two of the What's on Joe Mind virtual JoeCon. Special thanks to our guests, Joe Slepsky and Joe Holp. Be sure to visit our fundraising page at donate.wck.org slash what's on Joe Mind. And if you can spare it, give a few dollars to the World Central Kitchen. You can find out more about them on the site. Thanks also to the proud sponsors of the What's on Joe Mind virtual JoeCon, Roma Collectibles and Kokomo Toys. You can visit them online and shop their extensive storefronts on eBay. Be sure to tune in tomorrow when Rack Time Rob takes over with special guest Curtis Cujo Herod from G.I. Joburg. For my co-hosts Joe Colton and Mark Weber, this is Mike Urizari. Have a great night.
Joe Colton, are you ready? She's answering us, but she's on mute. I am. <laughs> I'm just calling shot after shot tonight. I love it. <laughs> there are no surprises to me today. None. None. <laughs> 